going on oracle how are you i'm good buddy i'm good that's the way what's been nice happening to have everyone back on board i oh, know it's been a been a little bit since i've spoken to you as well it's been a bit of a roller coaster particularly on your end more than anything oh mate it's been a it's been rough well, it was rough for about you know 10 or 12 hours and then it was all good. I rem- I remember I got it in year five, appendicitis. Oh, yeah. And I remember, I remember like, I was at, at um, primary school and I remember going down to sick bay. And I was one of those kids that rarely ever went to sick bay. Yeah. So I remember, like, the, the, the lady who used to run it, she was like, oh, something must be up. Anyway, I thought it was just, like, need to go to the toilet type pain, maybe a bit of constipation. Yeah. So then, so then she was like, oh, does it feel like that? And I'm like, I'm not sure. So... I had a real crack at pushing in the toilet at that particular time in sick bay, <laughs> and it made the pain so much worse. Oof. And then mum was like, mum, mum ended up turning up. I think it was about just after lunch. And then I went to the doctor, and then they're like, "Yeah, mate, you got appendicitis." So I got to spend seven days off school, and all I had was soup, jelly, and ice cream because it was for some reason they said just have a liquid diet. Really? Did they put you on that sort of diet? Yeah, and then my appendix, yeah, the inflammation went down and I was good to go, so I've still got mine. Oh, you didn't even get yours out? No, nah, they did. They, I opted not to. But then my dad, he had his out straight away. My mum's cousin, hers burst and she almost died as a youngster. Yeah, wow, that'd be hectic. Yeah, so it was, it was a bit wild. So I was one of those, I think, one of those rare cases where they were like, no, nah, we'll, we'll just see how it goes and then – um. Review in a week's time, and if the pain's still there, then we'll knock it. If uh, we'll knock it off, if not, go for it. Wow, that's crazy! I thought as soon as it went, you'd just get it out. You still got the that, little fella. Yeah, because apparently you now they always go on about how like we don't need our appendix as such. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to find little bits more. Like obviously, it's not an essential organ as such, but it does play a role in our immune function. Yeah, like gut health and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and all that all that kind of gear and metabolizing certain things. I don't know. I don't know the full extent of it, but yeah, that's what that's what they're saying. But yeah, when you're younger too, especially, I think it's better to have it when you're younger. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you you're certainly just gonna you'll bounce out of it a lot quicker, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. The doctor was saying something like that. He was like, Yeah, it's you know, but it's all right to you know, when you get a bit older, he's like, It's all right to just get rid of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. Oh, well, I hope it doesn't come back on you because it's a fucking nightmare. Oh yeah, I think the pain would certainly be a bit more severe as as an adult, definitely. Yeah, it was. Oh, I was saying to the boys on the potty, it was. Um, yeah, it was. I was thinking about death would have would have been a better option at one point. <laughs> that type of pain, Jesus. Well, the morphine and stuff wasn't working, so. I was sitting in in agony, rolling around for about eight hours in the hospital. And when there's no like end in sight, your mind, or mine did anyway, it can go to those sort of places. And then soon as I heard I was having surgery in half an hour, I was felt a lot better because <laughs> I knew that the new the end was the mind, there. It's, it's interesting how the mind works, eh? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's a it's a powerful thing. But. Should we get into some horse racing? Of course, let's do it. Now, last weekend, we only had the one tip and no success, but uh, it was a nice run. You were pretty happy with it, were you? Oh, I I was stoked with the run. So if you go back, obviously, you don't really get easy access to the sectional data, but that race, they went so slow up front. So as you can see... um, I think Chinny Boom was sitting fourth in the run and Stroll was sitting second, I think, in the run. Yeah. Behind, um, who was it? I can't remember. Maybe Exo Lady? I can't remember. But either way, yeah. they were dawdling up front. So the, the Quinella obviously had the, the jump on Sunshine in Paris and she, to sprint off such a slow tempo like that and she was reeling off some very, very good late sectionals and I honestly think with an extra 50 metres, who knows what that race would have done. And it, you could obviously make a case to say that she potentially could have won that race. So 
I think she's going to be a bit of a, a little weapon coming through once she develops well, and um, I'd be willing to follow her going to this summer carnival. Put in the black book, you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Well, she was in the black book after that maiden win where she knocked off a horse that I've got a bit of an opinion on in Winston Blues. Yep. Um, so I was like, well, she smashed that by two and a half lengths. So I was like, okay, well, I've got to put this thing in because she's obviously done well. Yeah. And I think with Annabelle develops her well, which she, she always does, she's a, an elite trainer, I think she, she could go places. The problem is, though, I, I had a look up and I was trying to find out whether she was Magic Millions um, eligible or not, yeah. and she's not. Okay. So it's interesting to see where she's going to be aimed during this um our well essentially our summer carnival and if there's anything there like a I know a, a three year old fillies and mares race I don't know wait and see yeah okay cool and she ran third in that race I can't remember was it a close third she ran yeah very very close third. I think about maybe point four or point five the length yeah now that's sunshine in Paris for people who weren't following yeah uh yeah but anyway we'll uh. We'll be back this weekend, I assume, anyway. Of course. So, uh, Randwick uh, this weekend, what are you thinking about this meeting? Yeah, so we've got three big race meets this weekend. Randwick's got a few listed races on um, and the $2 million Ingham, which is crazy. It's had a price boost, so $2 million is pretty crazy considering some group ones don't have that kind of prize money. Um, then you've got Dooman where we've got the, the Bribey Handicap, the Hound Now, and the... Um, the Gateway, and then Ascot, obviously, we've got the Group 3 Gold Rush and the Town Plate. So it's a decent decent off-season racing this this weekend. So I think there's a few horses, and I've found a few angles moving forward into the, the weekend, which is nice. You've seen a few angles. Yeah, I've seen a few little horses getting around that I'm pretty keen to, to have a bet on. I won't, I won't obviously announce it like we always do, but, um, yeah, I've got a few that few for the, the punters to put in their little um, watch watch and see how we go. Okay, good, good to hear. Good to hear. Um, what? Uh, so, what do we have? You sussed out the weather at Randwick at all? Yeah. So the rails in the true at Randwick. So we know what we're going to get with that. It's usually going to be playing very fairly. Most horses will get their chance, and it's going to mainly be race tempo related. Um, there's no rain predicted, so I think with a bit of watering done by the the track curators, I think we'll probably be in the good four range at the start of the day, and then. Depending on how dry that weather is, we might end up in a good three range. Yeah. yeah. So I expect some. I expect some fair racing. Okay. Cool. And so now, the, I think yeah, the we'll, four big races that we've got is that English Nursery for two year olds. So you have to be an English horse yeah. essentially. You got the Christmas Cup for the the B grade stayers. You got the Razor Sharp, which is a good twelve hundred meter sprint, which I really really like that field. Yeah. And then you've of course you got that two million dollar Ingham, which used to be called the Villiers. Yeah, so. Okay. It's, it's essentially – it's one of those off-season mile races at Randwick that gives you a free ticket into the Doncaster, which is the premier mile race in Sydney during the, the autumn carnival. Yeah, okay. So there's some good horses in it? Yeah, well, there's some certainly some some good handicappers in it. And I know there's a horse that – a bit of a podcast favourite who's had so, who hasn't had much luck but always ran well this, this prep. So I'll go into to him a little bit later, I reckon. Yeah, okay, cool. Did you want to start with the Inglis? Yeah, so let's start on the Inglis. So I think I said before, this is a race for two-year-olds who were purchased at the Inglis sale. So it's 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 you see a lot of, I guess, because a lot of the good two-year-olds aren't purchased at the Inglis and they're more Magic Millions type horses. So in terms of the quality of the race, it's usually not super high. I'm pretty sure, what was that horse that everyone went on? Remember he started favourite in the slipper? Um, he wore the Coolmore colours. Oh, I can't remember uh, his name. And he won this race. He won this race by about five lengths about a year ago or two ago. But anyway, so he doesn't produce any superstars as such, but there might be one this year. Who knows? Okay. So the, if you look at a lot of them at first starters, and then some obviously have started before and, and performed soundly. But um, if you're looking at this purely from a trial perspective, that favourite, uh, I think it's Facile or Facile or something, however they pronounce it, he's been electric in his two trials um, over the eight and 900 metres. So I think he's won them collectively by about, I think, three and four lengths respectively. He's missed – the interesting thing, he's missed the start on both of them. or we'll missed just that fraction second, but he's mustered really, really well. He led in both trials and he's just kicked on the bend pretty much under a hold. So – he looks to be really, really above average. Um, so 
he's a good horse, but again, you're gonna be you're getting two dollars for or two dollars twenty. Is that the price you've got? I've got less than that. I've got a dollar ninety five. There you go. So you're getting a dollar ninety five for a debutante in a relatively um, weak field, but again, you, you just don't know. Yeah, he's a what did he cost? Four hundred and twenty thousand. He cost him. Yeah, so he wouldn't have been. A, he's not a cheap horse, that's for sure. But he's bred really well. I think he's by. Is he by Redwood? He's by a daughter of Reginald Allen, um, and they don't have up. Who is? Uh, no, Re- Reginald Allen. Oh no, Sire's a trapeze artist. Oh, the trapeze artist. He's a weapon. So. Yeah. Yeah, this might he might have his crop really start because I think he had a few maybe a few early season, but his crop's starting to come through now. So this will be really interesting because he was a great horse. Yeah. Um. So he's by he was trained by Gerald Ryan, who um, who's also got this horse. So he's a really really good trainer of your young horses. So usually when he takes them to the races, usually they're hard fit and they're usually going to perform. They've really got really good race manners. So that's a positive sign and it's obviously reflective in that price. Do you think even though it's a short price, um, he's probably just going to brain this lot? It's probably the worth- only thing I have is like if you look at the trials, he wasn't really pressured by anyone. And if you look at number four in this race, look who the trainer is and look who the jockey is. The little pumper, yeah. And you've got Gaybot and you've got Tim Clark and you know what's going to happen with those horses. No matter where they are, whether they've drawn the car park or drawn the inside barrier, they are going to jump and they're going to lead or at least can try and contest it. So I don't think he's going to have his way up front, that's for sure. And, again, you've got all these, like, these unknowns with all these first starters in there. So, yeah, it's not a bet. It's not a betting proposition for me at all. But on face value, he does look very, very good um, from his trials. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So we're not probably would stay away from that. But if you want to have a yeah, little, throw I, it in I, a usually, little multi. I usually try and I usually try and stay away from these early early season two year old races because you just can't really get an eye. Like, look at Sunshine in Paris. Like she debuted at Canberra in a, some maiden, blitzed them, but. You would never have known. Like the money came for her late, but you, I think she opened like 10, 12 bucks. So you just don't know with some of these horses. Yeah. But if you're an absolute degenerate and you need to have a punt, get on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so did you want to have a chat about any of those other ones or you want to go to the Christmas um, Cup? Well, I, I think the Christmas Cup's junk. Um, yeah. Like I just, like it's just, it's just all B grade. It's like Dr. Drill obviously has the, the form lines, but, and, he he performs really well, but he just hates winning. Yeah, he's like a dog. I can't. Like yeah, he's like he ran second in the race. I'm just scrolling through his history now to see when he last won a race. It was back in May 2020. Really? Was it that long ago? Yep, and it was over. It was in the Scone Cup. Oh God! He's so we're looking at a few places along the way. <laughs> he? Yeah, let's have a look. So he's had of one, the time he's placed. two, three. That's a great Four, strike rate to play. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So there's ten of uh, roughly about sixteen to seventeen starts he's placed in. So oh, wow. he's like he's always there or thereabouts, but he just hates winning. And yeah, I just I just I can't come into anything in that race. Like you could make a case that Bonnie Ezra should be putting away this field again because um, she was really, or he was really, really good last start. Rose Hill with Robbie Dolan aboard, monster them through. After it was a brilliant ride. Um, you could make a case that it's it's in good form and and could win, but then you can come back and tie it in with uh, Rodin, uh, Rondino. I think it is. He beat he beat Bonnie Ezra last start comfortably. So there's a lot of different form lines in here, and a, a, a little similar form lines, but they're just beating each other. So I'm not too too keen to to play in that race. Even Warning can run a good race. Oh, and with Nash on board, obviously, that's always, you, you know, he's a, like he's going to get a great ride. Yeah, if you I was going to play them. that, he's about 10 bucks. If I was going to play in this race, I'd probably play Warning with Nash, I reckon. Yeah, that's not, it's, it's not a bad bet. I'm not going to talk you out of that, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but Junk, as you said, won't waste too much time on that one. What about the Razor Sharp? The Razor Sharp is actually a very, very good little listed race, isn't it? So you've got you've got quite some good, quite a few good horses. Our, our another one of our favourites, Wahaha Falls. Oh, yeah. You've got Brigantine, Dragonstone. Remember we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, rocketing home. Eleven Eleven, we know is a, 
a decent horse, Najmati, and then we can even scroll down to some form horses in Fox Fighter, who's who was there, and I thought King of Hastings was sound last start at Ballarat as well, and in a really poor track. So there's a lot of good horses in this race, and it's I think it's a really race. good sprint. Yeah, I think yeah. it is a really good race. Um, the annoying thing for me is I've got two black bookers in this race. Now, obviously, Wahaha Falls has, has always been in my black book. I just really like the horse. I think it's got a lot of ability. But, um, like, I I can see why he's starting favourite. He's drawn ex- exceptionally well in barrier six to sit just off the speed. He drops a huge seven kilos from his last start where – he was coming home down the outside at Newcastle when it favoured those guys in in the first few few horses. So I know he's going to have um, the benefit of that. He loves the Randwick twelve hundred metres. He's got Brenton Abdullah on again, who rode him in that wonderful start. You know, in the Premier Stakes where we um, behind Rocketing by, you know, the yeah. one who should have won first start. He's in a lot of traffic. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like he's he's a ripper chance. It's just. Um, it's just the price that you're not going to really get anything. And I can see why, to uh, be honest. Yeah, it's disappointing. 11 11 yeah. at $11. 11 11's good. Yeah, 11 11's a good horse. Now, you can forgive it for last start behind Valana. Um, I don't think it failed to finish or something happened, you know, in the Hunter. Yeah, So yeah. it was in that race and I, and something happened, something went amiss. I think you, you can have a look and see that Tommy Berry pulled him up um, during the race. And then he was deemed, um, I think he was deemed a non-runner or something happened anyway. Yeah, he has been, yeah. He's since come back and won a trial though. Yeah, which is nice. And then you got Brigantine who's got come within um, two and a half lengths of, of uh, Valana and that Silver Eagle, which is obviously great form lines. Yep, yep. you got that. Then you've got Najmati who I thought came back really nicely. Now you'll look obviously on the, on the form guide to say 8th of 11th, um, but we know – She's she's probably better suited over twelve hundred. Only two, and maybe and a half even a little off. bit longer. Yeah, she's had um bit of time off. Uh, I thought she trialed quite nicely on the synthetic back in November, and Tommy has a great association with her. I won't mention the jockey who was on her first up, but um <laughs> the um she's just drawn out. I think, and that's the only only bad thing. So I know that she's probably going to flop out the back, and she'll be rocketing home. But she's got to give a horse like um, Wahaha Falls a start, who arguably has a similar turn of foot, if not better. So mm. it's annoying that she's popped up in this race. I was hoping, to be honest, that the Snowdens would bring her up here and put her on the Gold Coast um, uh, in that Phillies and Mares. Well, what's it called? I think it's the, I think it's the Magic Millies Phillies and Mares. So. We'll see what they're doing or what their aim is for her. I'm not even sure if she's um actually Magic Million. So, but either way, I think she's in for a good prep. But I just don't like the race set up for her here with others drawn. I guess a bit nicer. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. So, Fox Fight is yeah. another one. Dragonstone. Jeez. Man. Exactly. Like you, you've got a, a lot of good horses in this race. I think when you're looking at purely from a map perspective, I think Sky Command will lead from much much better. I think King of Hastings will be there draw in from Barrier 2 and then Taksu and Rangers will probably come across as well. Mm. So I think that lines up for um, Wahaha Falls really nicely because I'm, I'm worried about where Dragonstone, Fox Fighter and Superior are going to be from where they are. They may up, end up on that fence and be riding for luck. But I think if Brenton Abdullah can get the split at the right time, even coming down the outside, I think she'll be too good, okay. to be honest. King of Hastings. Oh, sorry, he'll be, he'll be too good, to be honest. Yeah, okay. King of Hastings with uh, 53 kilos. He's competed yeah, in some good races in Victoria. Uh, yeah. $19 for this. I don't mind that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a bad – again, he's one of those ones that hasn't won for a while. He he won like a, a listed race up here in um, Queensland. I think it was called the Glass House uh, in July last year. Yeah. But really, he's not a big bidding – like he's six from twenty-four, but a lot of his early win, uh, a lot of his wins came early on in his career, and I don't think he's really gone on with things. He's well travelled. Oh yeah, yeah, he travels the whole east, eastern seaboard, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I think if I was if I was going to propose something, it'd be Wahaha Falls. I reckon if you can take around the four four fifty mark, even if you see a late little drift, I reckon get on. Yeah. Okay. Three fifty, what I'm looking at, the and then moment. if you if you want, you could put a little saver on Najmati and and hope to to get Brigantine and Brigantine beaten. Yep. Okay. Like it. And what do we got now? The the Ingham. So this is the ne- big one. Is it, 
Yeah, so this is the big one. So it's a group two over the mile at Randwick. So like I said before, it gives you that free ticket into the Doncaster during the autumn. Um, so Nugget is – so. You, Obviously, Nugget's favourite, $3.40. So what you'll see is you'll get a lot of deductions coming out of this race come race morning because Nugget's probably not going to get a run because it's second emergency. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's disappointing because I think it's a really, really, really good horse. Um, I think it's got a really good bit of upside and I think it could be a moral in the race after. Yep. But um, we'll touch on this one anyway. So the way I'm looking at this one, we look at Huda, who we know is a great horse. It won the Doom, I think it was the Doom and Cup last last pre, um, in the winter, beating Maximal, who yeah. obviously we know went on to do some some pretty decent things in that the Australian Cup down here behind Smoke and Romans. Um, the problem is, I heard that the horse has actually had some surgery, um, okay. and it's it's trialed it's trialed all right. So I think it. it it trialed down late November down there at um, Canterbury over the 1100. Um, I'm just – my only concern is, is the mile too short for it first up and is it going to be wound up or is there going to be some sort of 2,000-metre target on the Gold Coast for it um, come Magic Million times that they're aiming for? So I think the $6.50 is a bit short for it. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. Six I've got nine fifty here. Really? Who are you with? For Huerta. Oh, I'm looking at um bet three six five odds. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. You got nine bucks here. We got ten bucks on the bet there. So I can see why it's it's obvious. I think it's open. What is it? Opening price about six bucks. So it's it's drifted out. So I think people have got inkling of that surgery because that was declared. I think um on the stewards' reports. Yeah. Um, okay. The interesting thing that I see is the the differences in prices. What have you got, Dajran and and Riadini going at? Dajran, I've got her at 12, Riadini, uh, 13. Okay, so is the, the more outside one. So we know that Tim Clark is is the, the premier or the number one rider for Gay Bot, yet he rode he rode Dajran last start over the, in the Group 3 Festival Stakes. Yeah. You know the one? Um, yeah, I was on it. Black yeah. Book of mine, yeah. There you go. So, Only thing I won all day. <laughs> still good. So... <laughs> He's opted to ride Riadini, which I find very, very interesting. And the second thing is Dajran has drawn the absolute car park in Barry 19. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I have concerns about Riadini Barrier 17 too, not far off it. Yeah, I know. So I've got concerns about it as well. Like Tim Clark's ride on Riadini in the gong was just awesome. So I think the horse is doing, doing really, really well. But at the same time I'm going, is like, is those barriers going to be – something that I guess that that's going to be their detriment, I guess, in the race. Yeah. No, and mean, then you there's can a make, lot of horses in it. It's real, that's why. Yeah, it's a huge field. So this is a field of 20. So it's, just, it's, it's monstrous. So there's going to be a lot of roadblocks with some horses here. Like, like some of them, are, like I'm going down the fields and put like some of these horses at odds, like some of them are just junk, aren't they? Yeah, and what did you think about the, the one we spoke about the other week, Sunshine Rising, the Hong Kong horse? That's yeah, that's actually drawn the car park. I think yeah. it's got the widest barrier, but that's a. What did you think of it, its run? I thought it was a really like it was a really good run after having so much time off. Um, very very encouraging. I I love that Tommy Bear, um Tommy Sherry stays on. It does drop back in in um in weight and then goes up in trip, which I think is is its go because it's I think it's. Its best figures that it's put up have been over over two thousand meters, yeah. or over that mile to two thousand meters. So it's certainly getting to its pet trip. But again, that barrier is going to be something that's certainly going to concern me. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. So I know that you know, I sound like a broken record, but um, I'm going to have a bet on brutality this weekend again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no surprises for anyone. So I'll make my case again. People can can take take it with a grain of salt if they don't want to, and they I think they know that I've got a, an element of heart in this bet. But um, if you look at it last start, I think every not everyone saw the run in over the fourteen hundred at Rose Hill last weekend behind Cavalier and Charles. Um, Cavalier Charles, yeah, um, carried sixty four and a half kilos and still came within one point eight lengths of everyone after being out the back. So. I think you could make a case that he was so unlucky, and if it, if that was raced on um on even I guess even weights or set weights and penalties, he would have won that race. I reckon. Oh, for definitely. Sure. For sure. So, so I think it can make a case for that. He's actually drawn where I would like him to be because we know that he's probably going to 
flop out the back. So I'm not too concerned by that. He loves the Randwick. Um, he loves like a big open tracks like Randwick where he can actually just rock it home down, down the side. Regan sticks with him. And again, we spoke about that stat on the quick backup. He's just, he's great on the quick backup. And that's what um, I guess Joe Pride's really aiming to do with it. So I think he's a bet. I think at, at 10 bucks or thereabouts, I think he's a great bet. Yeah, 11 and 3.50 the place I've got. A little bit of rain and would have been nice, but... A little bit of rain would have been nice. But, but yeah, if you, look at, if you look at those form lines that he's got, he's been performing on these good tracks. So, like, even last weekend on that good three, like, he was absolutely rocketing home. So, yeah, I've got no concerns with that good track. Okay, good. I'll, I'll be getting and him I, and, again for sure. And if, yeah, and then if you're having a look at, like, that speed map, I feel like there's going to be a bit more pace set up than last run, last run because you've got Surf Dancer in there. Daj Run will probably come across from that outside barrier. Riadini will be there. Um, and then you've got Spirit Ridge, Purple Sector, and, and Lions Raw who will also get across. So I think if he can, I think if he can follow, even Cisco Bay can, can sit up there from that wide barrier. I feel like if he can follow, I guess, Wild Planet and a few of the others cross and just park not so much on the fence. I don't want him on the fence. If he can get down to the outside, I'll be happy. And then just see him rock at home down the outside. Those blinkers are staying on. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's a bet. Okay. Nice, mate. Brutality's a bet. That's what yeah. I want to hear. So let's go to Sandown. Well, there's one other horse that I want to just touch on. So one okay. that's been in the black book. So you'll look at it, you'll see it in race three. Okay. So yeah. um, I own a Merc. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, down the bottom, yeah, 52 kilos. Yeah, yeah, 52 kilos. So back in on the 1st of November, which would have, that would have been that Derby Day. Uh, it might have been Derby Day. Yeah, that was the day before, one before the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. It might have been. might have been 1st of November. Yeah. Either way, on, that, on, a, on this horse's debut, I was given this tip by by someone who's not exactly the, the best source, but they gave me the tip for um for this horse first up over the 1,000 metres at Kembla, and it started really hard in the market. I think it started um, $4 second favourite, I think it was. Um, after opening it at a relatively decent price, so I'm just I'm just going back through the history. Um, yeah, so it opened at about eight bucks, and then it came into to um, four bucks come race time, and it really savaged the line behind Shadow Vampire. It then went to the set next start at Kemba over the thousand, carrying the big weight, and started dollar forty five, and absolutely rocketed home, beating Nam Narrative. So you were. Yeah, um, we were on narrative. I think was it last last weekend? You know that one that came down the outside there. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Remember the Keegan Latham horse that just just didn't? It was too far back in the run. Yeah, that's right. So it actually beat narrative quite comfortably, and then remember, well, yeah, so it beat quite comfortably in that thing, and then it went back to a BM sixty eight grade at Warwick Farm over the thousand meters, and then just got an unlucky run. It was a poor ride from Rachel King, and it just got out too late in the the winner just had a clear run to the line. So I've had this horse in the black book for a, for all th- well, all three st- – well, two of its starts at least, and I think it's a really good chance. I don't think it's in the field yet over the 1,100 metres, but it will certainly be really, really suited by that big open track like Randwick. And I think if it can get in the field, I think it would be a really good bet. Yeah, 650 and 235. I like the sound of that. Yeah, so good horse. So – just keep an eye on it. Again, it's not probably not going to be a bet as such, particularly with it, it not making the field yet, but let's wait and see. Okay. It's lovely. So we'll go to Sandown now. So Yeah, let's let's quickly touch on Sandown because it's because it, it doesn't have a great deal going on with it. It's just a it's just a standard off season meet. Um yep. so uh, just like Randwick, there's no rain predicted. The rail is in the true position. Now Sandown has one of the biggest straights in Australia. It's 490 metres long, or maybe I can't remember if that's the exact measurement, but pretty damn close. So it's huge. Now, it's not the lakeside track, which tends to be a bit more favourable to those on speed or or, or in that first few, um, but it's a, it's a really good track that usually gives most horses a really, really good chance. So hey, what's with that this little hill in the straight that you kind yeah, of see him dip. stumble up, yeah, yeah. So they have that dip. Now some horses handle the dip really, really well, and others not so much. Yeah, I think it's for drainage purposes, but don't quote me on that one. 
Yeah, it always, they always look really awkward when they run over it. Yeah, some like you see some horses really dip and drop their head, don't they? And they lose all that momentum. Yeah. And then you've got other horses which you look back and they just like it's almost like they ping off it. Yeah. So yeah, look like it. it I love the track stand down. I, I have I have a lot of luck there. It's it's one of the my more fonder tracks in in Melbourne. So I'm I'm quite pumped to see how we go with this. Yeah, nice. So you like uh, race five? You're a, you like detonator Jack again? Oh, I thought he was very, very unlucky um, in that Ballarat race where I think it was beaten by uh, just an absolute top-notch ride from who was on the jockey arm? Ben Mellum, I think it was. Yeah, on Greenfly. Like him to take that horse down the right out the outside rail, just just very Nashville Willerish in on Think It Over. And Detonator Jack carried the big weight. Like I thought he was just huge and immense in that race. So I think he's a great bet at if you can get like two dollars is very 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 short so wait for the drift but if he stays in in the under two bucks i reckon just watch on but he's okay. he's a very very good horse and i think he's got a bright future okay didn't it jack race five good good and uh another one that i think we've backed on the podcast before Bella, yeah we Bella had rich yeah Bella at rich yeah so i just love her she's She's just such a good horse. Like I think she, she's never missed the top three. She was really, really good in that race behind hypothetical um, at Ballarat. Remember on that, that absolute horrible day? I think it was Ballarat Cup day. Yeah. So hypothetical got away with absolute murder. I think they like to the 600, like they were like some ridiculous figure underneath the standard time. So hypothetical, the two horses that actually got scratched that race were actually going to be the horses that – I guess pestered hypothetical, hence me backing a horse that I thought would run on. But then when they came out of the race at the barriers and the bet was already on, I was just like, oh no, here we go. And then that's when Mellon took it to the front, just dawdle, 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 sit, sprint, see you go. So Bellet reached to, to get within one and a half lengths of hypothetical, I thought was just immense run. And she's wonderful. She's, I just think she's two from two at the distance. I feel like the 1400, maybe the mile might be a trip. And I just think she's suited by that track. So I think she's a really, really good bet at around that. What, what, what sort of price can you get? About six bucks? Yeah, five fifty and two dollars the place. I really like the look of that. Yeah, so the early market shoppers when she opened at seven dollars fifty would have been wiped, like like just wiping their hands clean right now and just laying her back for that. What, what's she on now at five fifty? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, she's drawn really, really nicely as well. I think there'll be a lot more speed in this race as well because you've got blistering, um, tubby two tracks, starring roll, and then life lessons and and reputable. They're all horses that could sit up and 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 sit on pace and set a decent decent tempo for her. So I think she's a really, really good bet. All right, cool. So that's race six, sand Sandown. Yeah, uh, and then that's that's pretty much it for Sandown. Yeah. Okay. So should we go to Brisbane Eagle Farm? Let's do it. So Eagle Farm track we know is is as dry as they get because of that drainage system. So regardless of the rain that we received today from those storms and last night, we know we're going to be in the good range um, regardless. The rail's out one metre, but usually with um, with Eagle Farm, it's, it usually races pretty fairly and it's more tempo related again. Yeah. We're not getting any more rain there? No, I don't think we're going to get a, a great deal of rain. Yeah, okay. There might be bits and pieces there, but you would need torrential rain. Like, remember when we had that big downpour rain, like I think it was like four or five days consecutive, and then it only just went into the heavy eight range. The day that, um, what's his name? Mizzou won the Doombin 10,000. Remember how it got moved to Eagle Farm because of the wet? Yeah, and they then, did that big upgrade on it um, yeah. not too long ago. It, it's, it's, it's almost too good a draining track. <laughs> Yeah. Because you're never, ever going to have any – it's rarely ever going to be in the soft range. It's just going to be constantly good. But from what all the, the trainers are saying now, because of the, the sand profile in it, it's not – like it's still racing in the good range, but it's you. they're finding that the horses aren't jarring up as much as they used to, which is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, they've done a real good job on it. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to have a look at one of our favourites here, our girl Juan Diva yeah. in race six. Yep, that's it. So – um, this is the, the, the just now or the how now. I can't remember which, which, what it is. I just remember it being something like, yeah, it's just, the, it's just, just the, now. It's just the now. So, yeah, it's a 1,300-meter Eagle Farm race. 
Um, we were on one diva and we, and we tipped that to everyone on the potty. Um, I think the gap between runs, so she was a month between runs between last start showed because if you watch that race and I'll, I'll be, <laughs> I've watched it a couple of times over, um, she just she peaked on her run and she hit a flat spot around that oh, 200 yeah, meter mark or thereabouts. Like winner, and she did. She looked. She loomed. Jimmy Orman rode her to an absolute treat. She just loomed up, and then Mimi Lagarde obviously just got over the top of her, and um, the race was gone. So she hit that flat spot. But I think now up to the 1300, third up, um, only two or yeah, one week or no, two weeks between runs or one. Um, I feel like she's going to be really fit and ready to go. So. I think she's she's a good bet and she's handled the Eagle Farm track before because I know a lot of people have, have always been like she, it's a horses for courses track. Mm. So she's beaten a couple of good horses um, back in June this year over the Eagle Farm. Well, Eagle Farm 1200, she beat Prime Candidate Baller, who we know went down and, and performed very well over the Spring Carnival. King of Sparta, Simply Fi, Garibaldi won last weekend. So if you're looking at these form lines, particularly of those at Eagle Farm on the good deck, she's 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 there. So I feel like barrier one, she can really posse up quite nicely behind center fire dragon miss and better get set. And I feel like if she gets the gap, she just wins. Yeah, nice. Wish we could get a better price on her. I'm only getting 240. I can see why, because there isn't really a great deal of dangers, to be honest. Yeah, she's got about three kilos at least on everything else too. Exactly. So it's really not a significant amount, and it's only over the 1,300. Small those, like, the mile races where you kind of look at weights a little bit more. Yep. Okay. So she's a bet? Oh, I think she'll be a bet. I wouldn't um, – I wouldn't – maybe wait. You might get a little bit of a drift on it. You might get, if you can get in the $3 range, I think she'll be a bet. But if she stays around the 250 mark, I don't – I'm not going to be tipping a $2.50 thing to the, to the potty unless I think she's – the horse is an absolute moral. Yeah, for sure. So next we've got your stomping ground, the Bribey Handicap. Yeah, my stomping ground. So um, this is actually a really, really good 1,000-meter listed race um, over the um, over the Eagle Farm. Um, I've just sort of test you. What's number six's name again? Oh, Jesu Ballet. Jesui Ballet. Jesui Bell. Yeah. Sorry, man. That one. Got, I just, yeah, a bit too French, yeah. No, dear, you went real French on us then. Yeah, All I good, just though. need to just tone it back a bit and I might have got it, but, <laughs> you know. All good. So this is actually quite a little nifty race again. Um, there's a bit of a boyfriend of mine in this race. And if any of my mates are listening to this, they're going to, which they probably don't, to be honest. They don't want to hear me ramble. But there's a horse in this race who I reckon I've backed. He's had 50 starts and I, or 52 starts and I reckon I've been on at least 45 of them. He's nicking over. Yeah. I just... I love the horse. He's won me an incredible amount of money, both on the placings at big odds and and obviously his wins. So I'll be having a little bit on, but that's not a tip to the potty listeners. So don't listen to me on this one. This is purely me me betting with my heart and only my heart. I was the same. I would back it every single start for a while there, but I sacked it about five or six runs ago, I reckon. I think everyone did and... I'm gonna take. I'm gonna keep backing him until he retires. <laughs> Even though I'm with you, and I think I think he's um he's nine years old now, and I think he's ready for the the paddock. But yeah. I'll still keep backing him. Well, you're getting thirty ones and sixes, but if they go too hard up front, you never know. He could storm well, down. He, yeah, it's all. Well, Jimmy Orman has a great association with him. You'll know that Nick and I will be finishing fast, <laughs> but. Or he might he might even even jump up and try and lead because that's what they tried to do with him the last prep and where he was kind of sitting more on pace. I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't either. I hope <laughs> they just let let Rubiculus and Archer's Paradox, Doctor Zeus and Lapamier do their thing, and just just smoke your pipe out back and just have one last crack at him. Because I think I think if he gets that chance and they're going really really fast up front, I think he's I think he's a real good chance. But again, Jay Sweebell is a very very good horse. Sweet Bell, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, anything else in that or? Shooting for gold. Trialed really, really well um, on the 29th of November at Deegan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, and it's coming out. It's, it was it graced and the Bobby Lewis there down the Flemington Strait was very, very good behind baller. Won the, the Heath there, the Group 3 Heath down at Caulfield with um, Damien Lane on board beating Generation, Star Patrol. 
Curran, like Red Cam Man, like some good horses. So I think it brings the best form lines and it's rightly favoured in my opinion. But I definitely think Jay Sweebell and, and Nickanova are, are chances, a little sneaky chances anyway for Nickanova. Okay, good. I'll have a little bit on for you as well. Yeah, just a little bit. I wouldn't I wouldn't be even recommending a, a half unit, it'd be a quarter unit. Yep. Just watch them go around. Something that you could you're not you're not shattered to lose, I guess. Yeah, of course. And now race eight, the next race, uh, we've got the Star Gateway. The, the Gateway. So this is like the the Ingham, where it's it's a it's a free ticket or a ballot exemption ticket into the Stradbroke in our Winter Carnival over the fourteen hundred. So it's it's a lot of horses trying win. I don't think there's been much luck with any Gateway winners in the race, but it's a free ticket into a, a two. I think it's I think I've had a bit of a prize money boosted two million dollar Group One. So. It's, I think it's a great race. Um, there's some interesting horses here, and, and I'm a bit confused by the market, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm just going through here, like, that um, Aaron T there being in the market. Mm, yeah, like three. Good, good, yeah, good horse and all, but it's just one of class three at the Gold Coast. Like, it hasn't exactly beaten much. Yeah. And you're looking, same with Extreme. got for that. Yeah, like extremist has good good form lines. Like she was third to to one diva and Mimi Mimi Lagarde. Yeah. So yeah, she's a good horse, but um doesn't have doesn't fill me with the greater confidence with Georgie Cartwright on. I would have preferred Angela Jones. Yeah. Okay. Who I think is a very very good apprentice, but she's obviously jumped on Zuma California, um who who's got great loves the Eagle Farm track and loves the Eagle Farm um fourteen hundred. So. There, I think there's a lot. You could have a look at this and you could have a look at a lot of different angles, definitely. The annoying thing is there was a horse in my black book that was actually scratched from this race. Oh, who was that? Veta Velocita. Okay. So she pops up, funnily enough, in Grace 1 at around the $12 mark. Oh, there you go. So I um I loved, loved the first up run behind uh, Max – I don't even know how to pronounce it – Max Kalema in a BM68. Um, I thought she was great. So I obviously I know look at the look at the track, never finished in the top three of the track, mm. doesn't like the distance, second up records pass. But I just thought like I felt like her trials leading up to I'm um, sorry, his trials leading up to this race, particularly the one at the Sunshine Coast in mid November, I thought it was really, really promising. So I it's not gonna be a better or anything like that, but I I definitely think it's a it's a winning chance. So yeah, yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on it and seeing what happens with it. Yeah, have a little something on that to start the day, I reckon. Race one at Eagle Farm. Really, really nicely in Barry too, so I can sit a little more prominent in the run um, just behind the speed. So I think it's a good chance. Yeah, $12 and 370 Yeah, definitely worth something to start the day. So then if we come back to um, the, the gateway, yeah. um, I, I struggle to separate the the top two in the market like this Antino yes it came out and won a class three which we just were were just potting RNT on it as well but it put away that class three field by four lengths and did it with its very 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 easily uh, it's three from three Tony Golan James Orman like that's all really 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 positive thing it's I think the only like I guess negative if you look at it is that barrier so. Yeah. It'll roll forward, no doubt. So it'll it'll have to roll forward from that wide barrier. It'll just be whether it, it can um it can sustain that that I guess that speed over the fourteen hundred and and with all that pressure I guess coming up inside from Aaron T um extremists in Zuma California. So I think it's a really really good horse, but this race is certainly a bit of a lottery for me, and it's it's more a sit and watch. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Happy to do that. Looking at that field. Um, should we jump over to Ascot? Let's touch on Ascot briefly. I don't want to again tread on Corbs's toes, so no doubt he'll have something yeah. um, in the works for for Ascot. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. What's that? What are you What are you thinking though? All right, so Ascot, same sort of thing. No real weather around, which is fantastic. I can't believe what I'm saying that. So rails out one meter. So expect again fair racing. The the track I think has been playing outside of that day where. Where it's very leader bias, I think the track has played very well for their carnival. Yeah, it's, so, been, good. it's been good to watch. Yeah, it has been, and the horses are winning from all different places outside of that day where um where um it was just very leaderish. Um, like you look at Paul Ailey was right out the back and came rocketing down the outside. Um, Tricks of the Trade was very good in that run where where it won. 
Wasn't Amelia's jewel amazing oh. last start? Yeah, I know she had no weight on her back, but I mean it was a great ride, and she's a like she's a gun horse. Like I don't know, I think she probably still wins with another three kilos on, but um. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to take too much away from the run considering she was carrying, what, like 51 or 52 or something? Yeah, she she certainly was getting got in well with that weight. But I think with just natural development, like she's a – I think she's a three-year-old and she's going to be aimed for the Golden Eagle next year. So she's going to come over here and race uh, for that 1,500-meter race at Rose Hill. That's fantastic. I can't wait to see her over here. Yeah, it, it'll be really good. It was a brilliant ride from Patrick Carberry. Like my concern, I think I said to you and you and Corbs, I was like barrier one – is she going to get buried? Where is she going to end up in run? Is she going to be running up bums when she needs to be get going? And is that going to open up for um, for Cascadia just yeah. to come down the outside? And if you watch the race, how Patrick Carberry had her off the fence, two off the fence is beyond me. Like that was just a top ride. Yeah. And he knew the horse he had under him, brought her out the right time. She hit the line and, and that race was – honestly, I think – when I looked at that race, I watched the replays over last, oh, probably on the Sunday and Monday, just when I was doing a bit of reviewing of the weekend. And that race was over after about 400 metres. Yeah, Nothing was beating her was, that day. I was about to say, I reckon a few hundred metres out of the gates when he pulled her off the fence, I was like, oh, my God, this thing's home. When I knew that she could get to the outside without running up bums or running up yeah. any sort of traffic issues. It was, the it, earliest, was, yeah. it was the earliest crow I think I've ever done. Yeah, but it's probably warranted as well. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm always hounding people for the early crows, I think that was warranted. When she got out and just went past those leaders, you're like, well, who's got the turn of foot to match that? No, no one. Not a chance. Did you, yeah. like, did you like anything in this, this town cup? Um, well, the, if you're looking back through it, like Alaskan God is actually a horse that I've got a lot, a lot of time for. Um, it was great last week. Was only three lengths off. Um, yeah. Like I, I thought the the Group One Railway race, the mile race, I was actually quite keen on it. And it something went amiss. I think it pulled up with slow recovery. So I think you can forgive that run. And I thought in the in the northerly last weekend, I thought it was really really good behind um, Amelia's Jewel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I had that in a yeah. I was looking at that too last week, just as something to throw into the first four and the yeah because. Decent price, and you got Chris Parnham on board. Barrier eleven, eh, maybe a bit of a concern, but we know that the horse will run two thousand meters. I feel like that's its actual pet distance. I feel yes. like sixteen hundred meters, eighteen hundred meters is probably not its prime. I've, I reckon it can run well, but I don't think it. I think its best distance is the two thousand meters. Yeah, now I think that was short. Evan. Yeah. It is two dollars thirty, which is another thing. I'm, I'm not going to be tipping that or, or betting on that. But if I, can, I reckon, if I can get a better price around that three three fifty mark, which I highly doubt, then I'll probably make it a bet. But like, if you go back through this, what what horses have are going to test it? Yeah, it doesn't. Like, I don't. I'm not really up to date with the WA uh, fields, but it doesn't look like anything that stands it's, out to me. Honestly, it's the class runner of this, and it, it, they're going to set a fast tempo, set it up perfectly. It's got the best turn of foot of every horse in this race, and I feel like it's just going to win. Okay, good. So again, two eight, two whatever, you, whatever two thirties is yeah. a bit short, but maybe, I just think it's a good horse. Maybe another one for anyone who wants to play a little multi or something like that. Yeah, if you're playing multis, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So. The Gold Rush, that's uh, race nine, the next one. Yeah, this is a great little group three, over 1,400 metres. So I think we've got Valana as the favourite, yeah? Yeah. Around the four, what have we got? Around four buck mark, 450? 440, yeah. Yeah, so it came out actually in the stewards report today that Valana had been vetted on Tuesday. Okay, yeah. Um, I think showing signs of lameness. Now, I think they assessed her this morning, so Thursday, and no issues, but there's still that little question mark over: Is she sound? What? What? Um, like, w- what's happened? I'm sorry. Is he sound? Not she. I keep saying she for some reason. Is he? Is he sound? Like, what? what why was he laying back on Tuesday and then suddenly he's not good? So, yeah, I've just got a few little issues with that. And barrier one, I don't like barrier one for the horse. I'm concerned about where it's going to get buried. Like I, like we um, said about Amelia's jewel. Um, I think the horse is – I think it's the best horse in the race, I think, on potential and, and ability. But it's just that barrier that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I don't like the sound of that um, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and then Kementari was good um, in that Rose Hill behind Private Eye. Remember the, the – Yeah, um, yep. 
that race over the 1300 meters i didn't i can't i couldn't find um any trials of of Kementari since he's got to Perth, but yeah, I know he did got, have one he's at Belmont. On here, have you seen it? Yeah, he won a barrier trial over a thousand meters. I haven't seen it. But he won yeah, it I, like I saw that length. he had the trial, but I couldn't find any replays of it. I probably just need to look a bit harder. But yeah. I know I can see that he won it, and Brad Willer rode him in that in that race. Um, interesting that Brad Willer um, stays on Elite Street there. So I'd be staying on Elite Street if I was Brad. But do you think, like, my only concern is I think Elite Street's a 1,200-meter horse, 1,100-meter horse. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 he doesn't give me the impression. I feel like if he's stretched out to, to 1,400 or even, even the mile, which he's never, I don't think he's ever been to, I feel like that, that, that turn of foot that he has or that, that, that sudden burst of speed's really negated then and he doesn't, he doesn't have that killer punch anymore. Yeah, okay, True. So if you go back, like I think back in May last year, he raced over 1,400 there at Belmont and he ran at uh, five lengths, like seventh, I think, or something like that behind the Velvet King. So, yeah, I, I just have concerns about him running a strong a strong 1,400, that's for sure. Would you have similar concerns over this old Testia, who's probably got similar form lines leading into this? Yeah, exactly right. Like oh, I think this will test you as an elite, like a thousand twelve hundred meter horse only, and I I think it's an elite thousand meter horse to be honest. Yeah. Even around that eleven hundred meter mark, I feel like twelve hundred meters is probably its outer limit. It is a it is a good horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, you're not really liking anything in this, really. No, I do actually. I really like Kiss on All Four Cheeks. Oh yeah. So I thought Kiss on All Four Cheeks was really, really good in that in that winner bottom behind Pulele. It got the run of it just got a great ride from from Chris Parnham and it looked the winner and, until Pulele came down that outside and just just nabbed it on the line. Yeah. So um loves the track and distance. I think it's had four attempts for two wins in a second. Um loves the distance. I think it's nine starts for five wins in a second. So um I think it's a great bet, to be honest. Okay, four sixty and a dollar ninety. I've got here. Yeah, there you go. So I think it's the map horse. I think it maps to to sit. I think this will test you. Will lead from comfort me. Titan blind is the astrologist. Red came in and Massimo. So we're going to get a decent pace up front. And then I've got kissing kissing all four chicks is sitting behind that speed, getting a gap, bursting through, and the rest is history. Okay. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And that's uh, but so that was all you wanted to touch on there at Ascot. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't really had a big deep dive into it a huge amount yet, but I, I certainly will be looking into it a little bit further. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll wait and uh, see how things are playing out, and we'll uh, put something up on Saturday, yeah, for the people on the uh, Instagram. Perfect. All right, mate. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, we'll try and get you on with the boys next week. We've just been yeah, a bit, I'm pumped. It'll be good. On good to have a chat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right, mate. Well, thanks a lot. Pleasure. Take it easy, bud. See ya.